Welcome, everybody. Episode number 22, the Mike Bossy edition of Hat Trick Hockey. What a fucking show we have on tap for you guys today, let me tell you that. What a fucking beaut. Yeah, I was verbally fucking just torched. <laughs> just torched. Anthony here was nothing yeah. less than gobsmacked. He just yes. didn't even know what to say. Yes. I think his chin's still dripping a little bit. Yeah. I got my ass kicked by Darren McCarty, let's put it that way. So that Four-time right Stanley Cup champ, yeah. I'd feel okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it. That right there is Wally. So what's going on, Wally? Had a big birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, Hello, buddy. Oh, motherfucker. How did, so how did that go? Good. It was really good. I had, uh, I had ten people over. Oh, no, wait, nine, including myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fantastic. If you're into good times. If you're into good times, it was fun. Good. Yes, sir. And that there was also Rob. Rob, what's going on, man? Uh, I'm I'm good. I uh, got drunk Thanksgiving. Had to recover Friday. Then went out to Wally Saturday. Had to recover Sunday. <laughs> so yeah, good weekend though. <laughs> <laughs> good. So real quick, a couple uh, key notes on Mike Bossy: 752 NHL games. 573 goals, 553 assists, 1,126 points over 10 years. Voted into the Hall of Fame in 91-92. Average a point and a half per game over his career, which is unreal. And like our guy we got on here today is a four-time cup champ as well. Fuck yeah. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. Um, real quick. quick well, I just want to say, Mike Bossy, you know what? That guy got overshadowed by a fucking... Mm-hmm. Stallion Wayne Gretzky. That's what happened. If Wayne Gretzky never existed, Mike Bossy was your man. That is true. But his goalie was an asshole. <laughs> Who was his goalie? Fuck Billy Smith. Oh, I was <laughs> going to say, Rob, Chico, Chico rocked. I was going to be like, don't yeah. tell me Chico. No, not the Chico. Not Chico um, and the man. Chico and the man. So, guys, real quick, too. Feels like forever since we talked to everybody, eh? Feels like it's feels like it's been a bit. Well, you know, it's uh, slow hockey times, but mm. you know. Also, it's gonna our, be it's gonna be ramping up. Hey, eh? our, our store's open. Sweet merchandise. So yeah, our merch is all there. ready to go. Some orders have been flowing in already, boys. Uh, there's gonna be some. I think there's four or five more shirts going up soon too. So everybody enjoy. The prices are great. It's nice. And uh, enjoy rocking our swag, because I know I'm going to. That's, that's for damn sure. Also, side note, too, we got two new sponsors that are actually going to be in this episode. We have Mike McDonald. He's with Allstate. He's an insurance guy. Mike is awesome. He Total beaut. Yeah, total You're beaut. in good fucking hands. Yes, total beaut. Mike is awesome. He's great with home, auto, all that stuff. Call this guy anytime you want. He's there. He's a beaut. So check out Mike with Allstate. He's uh, got his uh, photo there up up on our page. He's a, he's actually a handsome guy too. Handsome bastard. I'll give him that. Yeah, excuse my French on that last uh, little. <laughs> we also got County Towing, and they bought uh, Coxons as well. So they're also on the show Heavy Rescue. 401 there they've uh they've been out in harrow they've had their shop out in harrow since 1978 it is owned by the same family uh and it's now he has passed it down to his boys so Derek jr and 
Dennis and all those guys run it. They got like 20, 30 trucks in their fleet. They're everywhere. These we guys. We actually had them out at the place I work at about a, yeah. about a week ago just to pull a, a, a forklift mm-hmm. out of the gravel. Yeah. Like tires went, that's just so heavy, you know yeah. what I mean? It kind of went, kind of started going sideways. So mm-hmm. rather than even try to move it, there was a decision to be made to just grab cocks. And so, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they're on, they're out dude. there. They're good. Yeah, they're good. So hit them up too, guys. Those guys are unreal. Um, like I said, check out their show too, because they do some unreal rescues, like shit that will have you on the edge of your seat. So thank you to both of those sponsors there. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, guys, did you guys see those fights on, on Saturday? I definitely did. Nate Robinson went to sleep. Like, yeah, there was, I mean, uh, what the hell was he thinking? He was like running at him. Like it was a street fight or something. He yeah. got laid out. Yeah. Like flat. Yeah. <laughs> the memes were flying boys. He was, uh, uh, it was just a bunch of flailing to begin with. And, uh, Paul got him. Like it was like hugging, 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 nap. Oh, sleeping. <laughs> like, a little snoring going on. <laughs> well, did you hear Vander Kane fucking called out Paul, too? Yeah, I seen that. You got a couple uh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there, didn't you? There's some We've quick... been having some serious chuckles over here with some yeah. chirps going oh, yeah, on yeah, on go Twitter on, right now. Ahead, I mean, Rob. it's epic, actually. Well, it's, it's so like, if you're uh, right into it, you got to listen. But we're just going to throw this shit yeah, at Rob, you because we've been laughing. It was like Ryan Reeves after Kane called out, uh, what's his name, Jake? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Okay. So Evander Kane calls him out, and then Reeves, uh, Ryan Reeves, texts back, uh, calling someone out to fight? Question mark. Might have to wait nine years, and uh, maybe get that on the prelims with Kevin Hart, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then Jordan Reeves gets after Evander Kane as well. Uh, yo, at Jake Paul. I'd wreck you easy. <laughs> it's, it's just so much shit talking. It's oh, funny. Yeah. yeah, they're all back and forth. Check it out there. It's, it's on what? It's on Twitter. I yeah. think it's on fucking everything. It, it, yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm looking yeah, at the uh, the sports uh, Sportsnet, mm-hmm. and they got it on there. It's pretty hilarious, so. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of chirps, like, I mean, you're, you guys are going to be so impressed oh, by the chirps coming up right now God. in the NHL. You want some real-life NHL, you're going to hear some epic yeah. chirps. Guys. I think you're going to be called Tony a lot yeah. from now on. I think Darren might have just inspired a new shirt for our store. Uh, we're going to have Tony shirts. It's going to be, <laughs> no, 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 it's going to be a toolbox. Toolbox Toolbox with... Tony on the side of it. So thank you for that shirt idea, Darren. <laughs> Joke's totally. on you, buddy. <laughs> Sweet. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, Darren completely torched me the whole time. And honestly, I loved every second of it. Why? Because he's a fucking... I loved every second of it, too. Because he's a four-time cup champion. So how many guys can say that you got right. absolutely torched by a guy Love that won it. the cup for Breathe that shit in. Yeah. I kept, like, I kept just, like, <laughs> wafting it in as he was talking shit to me. I just kept wafting it in because I love it. But then, uh, at the end, what did he say? That I w- that he was who? He was Eiserman yeah. and I was Darren McCarty, he said. So, <laughs> he's like, now you know what it's like to play with Steve Eiserman. Yeah. But, uh, Hi. until Hi. then, Hi. there's my son right there. That- Hi, Hi, buddy. So, anyways. Hi, buddy. <laughs> We'll uh, just go into the interview. So, everybody, Ethan. Say, Patrick Coffey, say it, buddy. Patrick Coffey. Yeah, say it again. Yell it. Patrick Coffey. 
So there he is, E-Train in the house, so we're going to watch. E-Train in the house. Should we flip over to the interview, boys? Let's go. Derek McCarty, you guys rock and roll. Grind line specialist, four-time Stanley Cup champion, Mr. Darren McCarty. Enjoy, guys. Roll it. Oh, yeah. This episode of Hot Trick Hockey is brought to you by Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald is a senior agent with Allstate Insurance and is proud to call Harrow, Ontario home. He has helped countless clients in the Windsor-Essex County area save money and get the protection they need. Mike's knowledge and drive to succeed gives his customers the best quality care and advice. He prides himself on excellent customer service. Specializing in home and auto insurance, Mike can customize your policy to suit your needs and be your trusted advisor to make sure you and your family are protected. Allstate has many features and benefits, including disappearing deductible, claim satisfaction guarantee, drive-wise, claim forgiveness, ticket forgiveness, and many more. Find out how much you can save. Call 226-773-8275. That's 226-773-8275. Are you in good hands? And ladies and gentlemen, this next guy on, it is an absolute honor to have this guy on the show. He's played 758 games in the NHL over 15 seasons, racked up almost 1,500 minutes in the box. He's a four-time Stanley Cup champion. Woo! I want to give a big hat-trick hockey welcome to Mr. Darren McCarty. Yes, Darren, how's it going? Listen, Tony, Tony, <laughs> listen, I want you to, and you guys, I'm going to, listen, it's all about, I always say, enjoy my truth. So just so everybody knows out here, Tony the tool bag, goddad, <laughs> which is your host, right? Who's a two? Anyways, we've done this already once. So if you hear snickering in there, it's because we've already talked. But unfortunately, because of COVID circumstances, the technology wires wouldn't work. And there was something in there. And I fucked it up. I fucked it up. I will take responsibility. So, Tony, you'll have to do, please introduce your cohorts here before I absolutely get in your ass. But whenever you introduce me, sir. Please end with Essex County Zone. Do oh, we not all yes, share sir. Essex Perfect. County, you fucking tool? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Tony the tool, goddamn baby. There he is. Hot trick hockey at its finest. Take it all in. Take it's it all in. It's fucking on to well, me, folks. Let's on to my first question, man. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, you buttery, brown-nosing little Draper clone. Just want to suck up the management and fucking, how was your Thanksgiving? Listen, bro, I'm a double dipper. I'm Canadian, right? I, I eat it whenever else. You know, for us Canadians, Christmas is when it's at because you can't, most of us can't decide. We're just happy to get two meals, all right? But it was very good. Thanks for asking, sir. I had this new thing. Listen. Have you uh, a, a Thanksgiving turkey slider, bro? Is late with all the fixings in a slider. That's the latest and greatest. So you're lucky, tool bag. You brought that up, but I had a great Thanksgiving over here. The people out there hopping hopping oh, over in Canada. It's like, why is he asking something a month happened a month ago? Because that's the tool. He's from right. Harrow, guys. He's from Harrow. Don't don't hate him. He's from Harrow. <laughs> Aren't you sweet? So am I, but I'm actually in Colchester, so I prefer to say Colchester. 
No, no, no. You're fine, bro. That's why yeah, you and I. I know I'm fine. I'm Claude Lemieux. I'm Claude Lemieux. You know how many bush parties I've been at in Colchester? I mean, Jesus, I, that's where I learned how to get a freaking four by four out of the mud. Come on, man. Get Colchester spots. That's something you take for life, man. That's not Harold, bro. <laughs> I don't live in Harrow now, though. I live in Essex. From Harrow, bro. You can never get that stank off you, kid. You can't lose that stank. <laughs> like, I'm from Leamington, so you know, not to, not to mess with me. Because, like, I, it doesn't matter. I got 8,000 different ethnicities to pick from. You never know who's up friends of mine. <laughs> True. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just keeping it real, bro. But it, hey, but to answer your question, I agree. Thanksgiving. Thanks, buddy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but let's get into it, man. So, like, you know, we're talking like uh, early years. So let's go from like, you know, Leamington. That's uh, you're a Leamington boy. So tell us about your, uh, you know, minor hockey. Let's go there. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I I'm the prototypical Canadian kid that you know wasn't ever the best. I was actually a way better baseball player. And that was my first love, but I was better at punching people in the face than I was at hitting the curveball. So at least I made the right decision. But, you know, it was always about hard work. And the one thing that if you ask anybody that was around Leamington uh, from, you know, in the, in the eighties, you know, into the early nineties, if you travel along Erie Street or whatever, went down to the dock and whatever, from my house from a mile outside of town, it was, it was like five miles uh, loop. I would do that every day. So you'd see this kid before rollerblades was cool out there rollerblading, trying to get better and better and better. The bottom line, what I'm saying is what I eventually was able to be one of the few percent to capitalize on what I put in to get out of it. And uh, the work ethic, what I learned, the opportunity back in Leamington, the old barn, being able to, being able to, uh, um, you know, be, be able to, you know, go there at uh, six in the morning and skate before school. And, and just the love that I got through the community and, and everywhere and, and the way that I was shaped by guys like uh, Max Rafool and Mike Clem and Jake Unger. And, you know, it, it was just cool to get the basis of, you know, where you're from. And, you know, that's why I consider it Essex County you know, being not only the Essex County Fight Club, I call it, it's the toughest county in pro hockey, but you, because you also learn, you know, the hard work. I mean, I picked tomatoes, I did tassel corn, I worked at a air conditioned refrigeration family business that you couldn't get fired from or, or quit, which sucked, which was my motivation to work hard. And, and so getting punched in the face, that was nothing. You know, I mean, I did that for fun on Friday night down, down at the tobacco. The you're so right. I mean, like, you know, like, that's it. So might as well get paid for it. I might mm. as well you know, own your skill. And that's the one thing that I was very fortunate, you know. And for me, I always call it the way I see it. And I, and I know things have probably changed in minor hockey then. But I had to get out of the area in order to succeed because of the politics. You know, and I would never play politics, but that's where my dad – um, Craig was, was smart enough and, uh, you know, Mike Sadler, um, who's a big, uh, you know, junior hockey guy was, was a friend of my mom from high school and stuff. So we, I had great direction as far as, you know, going and being able to play. Um, so it, uh, it, it was a great like opportunity to, to, to move away. But what, 
where I learned it was Junior B and a guy named Brian Drum that told me. So I went from playing Bantam in Leamington and, you know, you know scoring like uh, at will. But that, that year I was skating with every team. Now, I never played for the Flyers. I went from Bantam to Junior B. You know, he told me that he played in the minors and stuff, but he said, if you want to make it to the next level, you got to do something better than anybody. And for me, it was going to be physical. And I, I bought into it. So every – it's no secret if you look at my stats – first year in every league all I do is fight you know you establish yourself you get some room and then you work on your skills and I was just always fortunate to be around great players and great opportunity to improve my skating I had to do the work I had to travel to Connecticut and British Columbia and do the power skating schools with Laura Stam do the hockey schools here and there but I was willing to do it it, it was to me it was never it was always just a means to an end I always say embrace the suck you know, I, I never love, I never like working out. I mean, you had to like, if you'd have to fool me. That's why they get into like those circuit training and stuff. That was right in my wheelhouse. Cause you don't get bored. I mean, like you ever see Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky said, you ever see a barbell score a goal? No. So <laughs> you know, a, lot, a lot of us, a lot of us are, are bodybuilder physique wrestling strong, but we're farm boy, Essex County, Bale, Hay, you know, bailing tomatoes doing stuff like that we're, so we're strong and plus we can take a punch bro that's the one <laughs> thing we like some of us actually like it so you know that helped early on and just you know you feel a need it's for it's I, the opportunity you see what is there and you see what you can be i always say be it, it's i'm a cog in the wheel right i'm not Look at the teams that I played on, the championships, all four of them, even the teams we lost with that were great teams. You're just a cog in the wheel, but you know what? You're an important part, so be the best cog you can be because I knew that for every Red Wing team, I, I was indispensable. I did something on all fronts, and, Scott, and, and my greatest asset was Scotty Bowman realizing and using that to my advantage you know, whether I thought it was right or wrong, right? You know, that's the whole thing. That's where he's so brilliant, you know, because at the end of the day, he's he's collecting Stanley Cup rings. That's all the man cares about. And, you, and if you're fortunate enough, you'll be there too. God, that's fucking sweet, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Do, do you remember your very first fight, Darren? I, you know, the only re I it might have been Phil Crow in L.A., it might have been Warren Reichel, another Essex County boy out there. No, I remember my first goal, but that's uh, no, funny. You know, like, like I, I, I really don't remember my first. I remember my first, like, real fight in junior and junior B was in training camp. And how about sick is this, right? So it's training camp, and then there's this kid um, – named uh, Rob Crow running around, whatever, little dink. And I didn't come from fighting or anything like this. So somehow <laughs> he was running around. And I ended up grabbing him and beating the snot out of him. Well, my mom was so mad, so mad at me. My you know, my dad was like, yeah, good job. You know, you, you had to do it. Like, the rule that he always said is don't pick a fight, but you got to stand up for yourself. Fucking and finish and one. Yeah, so, I mean, it worked out. And then, so, fast forward three years later, the only time I ever got beat in junior was by my first year by a guy that I would consider that I got beat was by a guy named Tony Yob. 
and he was a year older than me, but he was in, in Kingston. And I fought him my, his last year, and he was in uh, Sault Ste. Marie. My mom was in the crowd, and I just beat the living crap out of him. And she was hanging on the glass chair. And so, you know, <laughs> she came around. She came, she, I, I, but, she, but here's the story for me is people, like, how would you get into hockey? Well, my mom was the first captain of the Essex Blue Angels back in the 60s. So oh. it was my mom. And then my uncle Jack Roberts was a big hockey player in the area back in the days when they had the Windsor Bulldogs and the Chatham Maroons and, and you know, diff different, you know, stuff like that. So See, Thomas Jr. Where... B stars and shit. Right, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> uh, back. Hey, Shout out to Joey Morton there. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Like, back when we watched Junior C, Back like I remember in Leamington every year that it was it, they used to have the teams in the tournament Christmas tournament at, and used to go down there and it was like these guys coming in from all over the country you know I remember Leduc Albert and it was like they were NHL guys and and stuff like this but but to me looking back like Junior was like pro you know you go there and it's just like the you know the fights and you know two guys that I grew up that are the year before I went. Uh, to Junior B in Leamington that played that were big stars on Leamington Flyers were Sammy Rafool, who's uh, one of my best friends to this day, and uh, Gary Simons. But those two used to rag doll the shit out of me in practice, you know, to, and, and, and you learned, you know, like, like they're two huge influences when I was younger looking back at it. So, you know, like it's, it's all this stuff, but, you know, being around, that's why it's always, you know, important, um, you know, where, uh, where you grew up. Okay. So 91, you had a 55 goal year, eh? And no. How many malts have? What's how many Kirk Malpy had? You guys know how many Kirk Malpy had? Kirk Malpy had only 50, right? Well, only 50. Had a boy. Only 50. Go to the tool bag and spit it out. Like I said, I fed him this information last week when we did this fucking draw run. Obviously, fucking baby fucking meets the free wheels, meets the preschool wheels and stuff like that. Right? Um... So it, that's all right. But, yes, Kirk Malpy, my fellow Grindline member, had 50 goals that same year in the OHL. I had 55, one player of the year. But, anyways, what? What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Who was on your line that year? I had Brent Gretzky, Wayne's younger brother, uh, Tony Similero, and then Jake Grimes. It was like a – it was like four of us played the whole game pretty much. So it was like rotate around. But all of us – even Scott Boston, our overage defenseman, five of us had over 100 points. Wow. I had the most of like 127. That's yeah. crazy. That was awesome. He's either in the box or on the ice. Larry Mavity. Yeah, I see that. You yeah. had 177 that year in the box. What's that? You had 177 that year. Yeah, I behaved myself. <laughs> I behaved myself. I had scored more goals. It was a good year for everybody else. That was a great year. <laughs> Darren, who did you, who did you model your game after most growing up? Rick Tockett. Fuck okay. nice. There you go. Nice. That's, it. That's my guy. You know, and 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 there were other guys along the way. You know, it's Kevin Stevens, and but it was all. You know, I always was a big fan of Shanties. You know, uh, um, but the guys that could score. 
you also had to be able to play, you know, the leadership. So Tockett was bar none my guy. It was Lance Parrish, the catcher of the Tigers, and Rick Tockett. Bar none. So, yep. you know, that was, that was, that was really cool because, you know, being able to play with Paul Coff, you know, some of the great guys I did and uh, to go to his wedding and meet Rick Tockett and, you know, find out, you know. It, it, it's always great when, when guys that you idolize know who you are or, you know, r recognize that, you know. It's cool. So yeah, that, well, was, that was my guy. That was that was that's an easy question for me. So it's just so ninety two. You're you're drafted, and for anyone listening, it's forty sixth overall. It's not fucking forty ninth overall, like shit says. Just for everybody else, it's never been. But you nailed twenty six points that year. Great rookie year, really. Like I mean, you know, were you happy with that? Like, how did you feel rolling into the NHL? Oh, dude, you're just happy, you know, to be there. I knew, I knew that Proby, Proby's Batman needed a Robin, so that just mean first year, fly around, fight everybody and whatever, and pick up some scraps and work on your game and practice. And you, you know, practice, you get to skate with Steve Eiserman and and Sergey Fedorov every day, and you know that's the sort of evolution. You know, you when you realize that the games are sometimes easier because you don't have Nick Lidstrom playing keep away from you or like a Mark Howe or, you know, like, like some guys you can hit when the time the real puck drops, you're like half the time you're running the D man. Cause you're pissed off at Nick Lidstrom for making you look stupid in practice. But that's, he made everybody. Look stupid. <laughs> How good is he? Eh? His nickname's a perfect human. And it's just, he's just, it's effortless. And when you watch him, it's that, it's that silent assassin. And I'll tell you the one thing about Nick Lidstrom is that he can bat any puck out of the air at any speed coming to the blue line. Go back and watch him knock pucks out of the air and not just knock them down. Like, it's it's incredible, right? And then and and half the time, you know, because we'd always uh, – because the thing I'm most proud of having the four cups is uh, myself, Chris Draper, Kirk Malfi of the grind line, then Nick Lidstrom and Thomas Holmstrom. Well, Homer and Nick, we always used to say Homer was uh, – he wasn't really part of the team. He just got on because of Nick and because he was his driver. And then it would be funny because Nick would be like, hey, hey, it's funny because if the guys would be walking out to the car because they rode together, right, Nick, Homer would get in the front to drive and Nick would get in the back seat like it was his chauffeur. Dude. He'd have the boys stuck up. For Christmas, guys bought him a chauffeur outfit and stuff, you know, like uh, all this, this stuff – you know, stuff like that. But as far as like, you know, the only time that, uh, you know, he, Homer was so good at tipping the puck, but it's just like Nick would almost like, he's like, stick your stick out and, you know, I'm going to knock it off. And that's how good he was. You're, you're, you're put in that pristine company because you deserve to be. And you look at the longevity of the guy, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And he's as great of, you know, one thing Nick Lidstrom is great of a hockey player is a better human being. That's, you know, you can't say much more. Guy. What a career. What was it like playing with uh, Joey Koser? Oh, it was fucking awesome. It was great. So everybody asked me what's the, uh, you know, the toughest fight you had or whatever, and I said, that's easy. My rookie year, you know, um, Joe Koser was with uh, the Rangers, and it's, it's proven, you know, that the only thing – that is more lethal than Joe Kosher's right hand is Thor's hammer. So um, that is, so that means that, you know, cause when you fight guys, you like guys that, you know, maybe 
break your nose or cut your some not guys that end your career. Joey Kosher is one of those guys that ends your career. So I squared off right hand and I'm a lefty. We got he throws a punch, I duck, he takes a piece of my helmet off. We get in a headlock, hit our heads on the ice. He looks at me, says, You all right, kid? I looked at him and said, Thanks for not killing me, Mr. Kosher. <laughs> he literally Moral of the story. Moral of the story is is few years later. Um, he comes to us in January and, and, and he was one of the myths the three missing pieces in hindsight was Brendan Shanahan, Larry Murphy and Joey Kosher, because to this day, his nickname's Papa. Cause he's like the, the Papa, the father figure to all us crazy kids. <laughs> There's some crazy out there. <laughs> what were you going to ask him about? You were going to ask him something there real quick. No, I, Oh, anyway, so like the, the uh, I want to go straight to March 26, 1997. Let's go to the fight, man. Like, I mean, that thing, everybody, like, I, I remember it to this day where I was. I, I was at the Colchester Bar and Grill having a fucking beer watching on TV. <laughs> I remember exactly where I was. Uh, a shout out to them, by the way. Right. Um, but uh, everybody seen that whole thing with the Colorado Avalanche and the Detroit Red Wings. Like, take us through that shit, man, because that's some exciting, like, you know, if you were drinking a beer at the time, you put it down for a second. Oh, you know, if yeah, you weren't watching it, then just, like, you know, hand in your, like, I'm a hockey fan, Kurt. <laughs> and the two guys who started everything, eh? Like, the two guys who, like, never fight started all that. Well, here, here's the thing, guys. If you're going to do the true justice of the story, we got to rewind. The we got to re rewind, yeah, of why the importance of what happened, why March 26th happened and the imperativeness of it. Because it's not just the fact, the gravity of it goes way deeper. It goes back to, you, you said I was drafted 46 overall in 1992, played a year in the minors. First year that I played, 93-94, we won the President's Trophy, lost to San Jose in the first round. Right. Then there's the lockout year, half the year. We make it to the finals. We're the big favorites against Jersey. And we get, for lack of a better term, the snot literally kicked out of us in four straight. Up the mountain again, down. Next year, right, when it's all supposed to come together, right? You know, you've got three years, you put this great team together. You're starting this, you know, the Russian five and, and things like that. Um, and you win 62 games. 62 games that'll never be broken. I know Tampa Bay tied it, but it's a different NHL. I'm just saying like back in the day. And then you face Colorado, who you knew because of the way that they're made up and with their Sackets and their Forsberg and their Kaminsky's and their Foots and their Patrick Waz, they're mirror each other, you know? And um, so the fact that it was game six and the fact that when Claude Lemieux in the second period hit Chris Draper from behind, right in front of me, broke his jaw, crushed his orbital. Uh, it wasn't the fact that we lost the game in the series. Because in life and in sports, bad things happen. We can all agree with. But you can never, ever lose respect for a fellow human being. And that's what happened. Right, because Claude Lemieux came out and said, "I'm not sorry. 
You never would have heard of him. He made so much money, you know, this and that. I'm from Leamington. I told you they're right with me, man. Fuck yeah. You're lucky, I, you're lucky I don't show up and kill you, like, whatever. I got to condone. So here's the story, guys, because this is what everybody wants to know. Because two days later, in back in May of 96, when Chris Draper's getting out of the hospital, I'm the one who got him out of the hospital. I'm the one the doctor said, here's a pair of pliers because his jaws are wired shut. He's got a new orbital bone in, in case he gets sick because you don't want him to puke and asphyxiate himself, and that's great. So we got in the car, and there only two things that were said. And they're both by me. And I looked at Drapes and I said, don't worry. I'll take care of this. Then I asked him, where do you want to eat? <laughs> Fuck that little prick. Loaded question. I knew he wanted Noki from Andiamo. And it takes a guy with his jaw wired shut, a titanium place in his face. Four hours to eat that plate of freaking Noki. I'm not bitching, boys. I was drinking back then, so I was out on a boat. But anyway, so... But that's the whole thing. You have time to think about it. And then what happens is you get beat by them. And then and then just like anything else, whether you're Harold, Kingsville, Amherstburg, Essex, Colchester, you have this rivalry that over the years you can't beat the same age group against. Well, we hadn't beaten them in the same year of the 96-97 series. So when it comes to March 26-97, the final game of the year, the most important thing is winning the game because we have to feed the dragon. And no matter what about getting the revenge, and you have to – played out perfectly and you know what the one thing is that I racked up a lot of penalty minutes but I wasn't a stupid player I pride myself on on not costing my team I'm not saying that I never did but I there's a lot of other guys that cost their team more in certain well, situations well there's a quick shout out there for for like good penalty minutes there's right like out. like picking your spots properly when you know when the game's out of hand that's why the old junior adage you know when three goals with two minutes left, you know, it's a five on five. Okay, get your pens, get your – set your tone for your next game with your rivals and stuff like this. Well, this – we had to win. You know, this is bigger than that. This is the NHL. This is like, are we ever going to go back? Are we ever going to get over the hump? So the fact of, like you said, how it started, and I'll take you back because it was inside the second period, and I look over, and it's freaking Peter Forsberg, their star, and Igor Lariana, right? All five foot six, 140 pounds. The professor, I think he should have been, been called Google because back in the day when guys used to say, Where'd you hear that? I say, Iggy told me, and they go, Oh, it must be right. But, you know, he got screwed on that. But, you know, like the biggest pacifist next to Gandhi, Igor Lariana, boy, he, I look over and he's had it up to Peter Forsberg. He starts slapping him. I'm like, Oh, it looks like puppies on Christmas morning. Then I remember, boom, Shark Week was on the ice. But oh, sure. I don't big nose lumberjack he realizes it too and he grabs me like this and then shanty like karate chops him and then i get free and i fade the linesman and this is where i tell you the difference between a cold cock and a sucker punch sucker punch from behind 99.6 percent of the time don't do it the other point four they deserved it but a cold cock not just a cold cock the cold cock of all cold cock because i pull back my right not my left which i'm a lefty Go watch my fight videos. I pull back my right. And every man, woman, child in Red Wing Nation, Wing Wheel Nation universe was in that hand. And I absolutely lambasted him into the fetal <laughs> turtle position. He said he didn't turtle. The man, Claude Debut, said himself years later, he said, I didn't turtle. I was knocked out. That's the hardest I've ever been hit. I saw stars and I was down. Had him on the ice. I don't know the goalies are going. I don't know what's going on behind me, Shanty's. 
tackling Juan, all this, the video, because I'm trying to rip his rip the muse freaking heart out through his nostrils, even though I know anatomically it's not possible. Then I look up. And just like at church with the the sun coming through the beautiful stained glass, right? I look and there's drapes. And I took Lemieux's head as hard as I could and I bulldogged it, which means I slammed it as hard as I could. I like American History X style, but with my hand instead of my foot, right into the board. And splattered the paintball size blood splatter there. I signed that for Quebec's president, Mark Gregory, because I knew him. He got a picture of it. That was pretty cool. Um, tried to knee him. Tried to knee him. But the linesman said that I was off balance. I got four minutes for roughing and a 10-minute misconduct. That's beautiful. But I stayed in the game, guys, and here's the thing, right? I stayed in the game, and I'm not saying we're sitting here if things weren't, didn't change, but it doesn't have the same impact because we're down 5-3, and we end up tying it up. And the kicker of it all, the God shot, the karma, the don't fuck with me, the shit like that moment is who scores the overtime winner? This guy, right? I scored the overtime winner. And at that moment, so I slayed the – I not only slayed the dragons, I got the princess, did whatever, got it all. I got the storybook from this Leamington kid that used to pick tomatoes and got kicked off a detasseling bus, you know, for messing around too much and shit like that. Same kid, you know. Um, it was at that moment in the wing wheel, wing wheel nation everywhere. No matter where you were, it was a proverbial, it's going to be all right. I don't know I what it means. That. It's going to be all right, right? Say, the only other time, that's the first time. That's why I call that Red Wing D-Day, March 26, 97. Yeah. The second time I felt it was when Steve Eisenman was just hired as general manager last year at the press conference. It was like, <laughs> oh, that same feeling came over me. So it's just not when, it's when. And so that, you know, because hindsight is great, that catapulted us, you know, into back-to-back Stanley Cups. You know, so in four out of or three out of six years, and then ended up with four. So, I was so happy when freaking he came back. So after all that, Darren, one of the things that I've always wondered, growing up all these years, so you and uh, Claude there fought right off the draw. That one. Well, oh, that was uh, right? So, so the funny thing is, my sobriety date right on my hand is eleven eleven, fifteen. That fight was 11-11-97. So that was the next season. That was his 97-98 season. That was the first time we faced off. And when he came around, because he's a right wing, I'm a right wing, and we came, I honestly, I did all the talking. I did all the motherfucking. I said everything that you could, you, you shouldn't say, you can't say. Um, you, uh, it didn't matter. Berated everything, you know, Everything you could say. And then the puck dropped and Drapes won it and I looked and he blasted me. And the first thing I was thinking was, okay, good. He's going to fight this time. Mm -hmm. Dude, I I used to, hey, I don't know how many other, how many times you just, you, you'd have to take one just to get a guy into a fight. You know, that's, that was growing up. So, you know, the one thing is that, you know, I don't make it a habit. I make it a habit of getting out of the way. But in this case, it worked out well. And, you know, back, that was back in the day when I could get out of my jersey. And it was, mm -hmm. you know, like, or fighting with a geese. So, I here's the – I ended up giving him two black guys. But he ended up getting a hat trick the next night in Washington. So, oh, you know. <laughs> but not on my watch. <laughs> I always wondered what was said there. That's why I – I yeah. thought I would ask you. Put it this, put I it this way. I can't, I can't repeat it. 
I won't. I, you know what? Maybe like if if we were like together in person or whatever with, with you because it, it's not that. Yeah. That's all. I've seen something on your Facebook on Instagram. Because here's why: I still no respect for that human being, right? Absolute zero at the time. I would never say that stuff today because I respect him as a man. Go to the, off the record, Michael Landsberg. 2011 is the first time I met him, and we've done signings since then. And and see, he's one of those people that separate. He's like, oh, the hockey guy's the uh, wrestling character. I'm this guy, you know, like 100%. Where I'm, I'm both, right? And you can't, so you can't separate that. And even though you're playing the wrestling character, I get it. You're the most hated villain. You can't lose respect because somebody's going to call you shit out on it because you're going to do it to the wrong person. And I guess, like, vulnerable truth with integrity is my heart virtue. So it ends up having to be me, whether I like it or not. Winter is upon us, ladies and gentlemen, and with that brings the bad weather and tough driving conditions. The boys over at County Towing are ready to help. Whether you're having trouble getting your car started in the morning or you have the unfortunate experience of putting your vehicle in the ditch, these guys are here to help, day or night. Did you know that these hometown boys over at County Towing purchased Coxon's Towing a couple years ago, turning them into the largest operation in southern Ontario? There isn't anything County Towing can't do. The team over at County and Coxon Towing are the best in the biz. Trust me, I know. Just this year at the 2020 Provincial Tow Show, they took home three awards, including Recovery of the Year, for their work to recover a rolled-over tractor trailer loaded with steel coils hanging over an overpass on the expressway. You can you can even check out the boys at County Towing on the Discovery Channel hit TV series, Heavy Rescue 401. Look, there is no one else I would trust to get the job done. Service is their only business. If you need help, give County Towing a call at 519-738-2624. That number again is 519-738-2624. You won't be disappointed. The fuck you doing, Tony? The tool fucking it up again. Oh, and start God. fucking with buttons and shit like no, that. Making sure there, right? I got it. We okay. don't need another mishap. Yeah, we we're just trying to get you on again, Darren. That's all. <laughs> we'll see you next Monday. I know you're back. <laughs> Listen, I know a few chicks from Harold. I know a few chicks from Harold, bro. It's the reverse. Leave your purse at my house. Yeah, trust me. Holy shit! Uh, hey, hey, I know. Hey, did you let these guys know that you're footing the bill on the golf game there? Hey, that's okay. I'm down. That's I fun. got us. I got us a free golf game, boys. Yeah. Tell them there's got to be a lot of drinks. We're at for. Well, you guys can say. For us. You guys can have as many drinks as you want. Yeah. I will be. I will be given as many cannabis. Uh, conference uh, lessons that you can understand. Yeah, okay. I would go through the plethora of, you know, I'll probably try to sneak Tony, you know, a little bit of an edible that just sends him off to outer space. That would be fun. <laughs> I might bring a few cookies myself. <laughs> now, now that, Not a that bad idea. Said, Darren, now that being said, Darren, like weed, weed has saved your life, right? Oh, that's 100%, dude. That's, that's, if you know my story, and I got the Darren McCarty brand on here, and I I joke around and, you know, some of the times I go, listen, 2020 is not that bad. Uh, cannabis is legal. Gambling's legal in Michigan. And I have a WJR show from 7 to 8 on Friday nights. And fucking look, even Tony the Toolbox tracked me down. Fucking yeah. it can't be wrong. <laughs> right, That's your coffee podcast. Shit's lining up. But it's day my, yes, 2015. I am a fucking raging alcoholic. You can fucking go up and down fucking 
you know, uh, uh, it's just, that's genetically it. And, and the cannabis and the education has given me the fact that I, that I don't need booze. I educate myself through what the CBD, I, I'm an alcoholic insomniac. So it was more on capturing the sleep, which is the education of the CBN and the plant and without getting too specific. Yes, I owe, I protect this plant just like I protected the Red Wing. Just like Anthony's fucking shirt right there is that, like, those two things are the nearest and dearest to my heart. So when you see me react in a way that you would expect, I will, because it's about, it's all about, do you know you have the option? It's not whether you do or don't. I don't give a shit. I actually prefer you don't. If you don't, then there's more for me. Then that's selfish, and that's not me. So, so right i'd rather i'd rather you know you say i got some cookies and stuff like that and it's like all right let's try out you know who's got this because there's a conversation because i believe that's uh it's you can be your own you know doctor it's, it's the same thing as well if you're looking at what you're putting in your body food wise why don't you look at this is a plant this is you know this matches up the studies are there we're in 2020 um you know it's not look at God, God security blanketed me, you know, by making Michigan legal at the end. He made Canada all legal because he wasn't sure what the fuck I was going to do. But he just wanted to make sure I had options. He didn't know where he wanted to live. <laughs> See, now you're getting it. Now you're getting on it. See? Hey, the right, exactly. I'm just saying. So you're in conjunction with Pinsana and you got a whole bunch of different stuff going on. Like, I mean, can you give out a shout out to that? Like, I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. And stuff and yeah. So the Dare McCarty brand is licensed by Pinsana and the great thing right now, because, and you're wondering all the sweet and Canada and stuff. And yeah, I do have pre-rolls, but I have CBD roll on, which is coming out and it'll be e-commerce. So it'll be available in Canada and stuff. And it's something that I personally have spent with our, chemist slash shaman slash healer brent who's a freaking great guy i've known him for probably 10 years where he used to work at a lab and he's one of the most educated guys so the the why it works is because i believe that through pain and sleep and appetite that's you get your education or get your conversation of well, why does that feel better my elbow hurts you rub that on why does that feel better well it, because your endocannabinoid system. So it's my job, right, on the front line is to make, I want to make the stuff that's that you know as guys, it not only smells good, so it's vanilla Madagascar, or Madagascar vanilla, which is one of the most expensive on the planet, but it gives you that aroma that, it's that, like, um, professional massage room, Anya vibe, where you're, like, you just, like, it feels like like old school, you know, middle-aged medicine or something like this. And, and the way that interacts, uh, um, it's it's just a game changer. And just to be able, like, that's why I'm so blessed is not only to be able to surround myself with like-minded people, but also, like, really to, to, to be able to make a change or to have a conversation like this. So, you know, I got that. There's also, well, you know, and, and just like everybody else out there, right, all these different, you know, COVID has made everybody change things. So as far as time frames, but like I tell everybody, one of my sayings is you have to live life like the plant, patient and resilient. So you got to be ready to have it full. You might have 
an idea of how you want it to go and you're working hard on it, but you got to be able to recognize the message in front of you. And it's like when you surround yourself with like-minded people that you want to accomplish the same things, then it opens you up to not only helping each other with your, with your weaknesses, but also just capitalizing on each other's strengths. And that's to me, it's, it's, you know, I'm all about surrounding myself with people that make me better person, which make me want to work harder, which make me, you know, not, not ones that sit and mooch and, you know, everybody that I surround myself with now, and it took me a long time. So that I surround myself with now, you know, has a vested interest and is about the life instead of just the dollar and stuff like that. And, and a lot of times, so the whole thing, Look at how long it took me to find. You're sp- you know, you're supposed to get it when you get it. You're not supposed to get it when somebody else tells you, when somebody else does it. What you're supposed to do is if you don't like where you're at, look at ha- what you have to do to change it. Or if you do like where you're at, look around and be grateful why and do work harder at that. So, you know, that's a little, you know, I get, I get a little preachy sometimes, but... But uh, I just, because I don't want you guys, the younger generation, or it doesn't even mean younger, that you can be 20 years older, is that if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, there is a way out. Because to answer your question, that's what this plant gave me. This plant gave me the power enough to slow things down, to get healthy, to be able to fight, to figure out who Darren McCarty was, to Darren McCarty. I know who I am to everybody else, right? Now you get a combination of both. And no matter what anybody else thinks, I dig it. Try to make <laughs> well, my wife yeah. dig it, but she don't dig it. My wife even don't dig it that much because it's called you accountability. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm captain accountability it. and it's fucking <laughs> bullshit. One of the things, Darren, I have to ask you is I'm a, I sleep like shit. What do you think I need to sleep better? Um, you got to look into CBN. So CBN, little history of the plant is, is more the sedative, like more, so it gets into more of the hash properties or more of the well done part of the plant and certain properties, the indica strains produce more of the CBN. It's in the same family as CBD or CBG. The G is for like digestion where the N is for nighttime, right? But the, here's the difference between a CBN. Anytime with the CBs, there's no high to it, right? So it works on the body. But what it allows you is a CBN is it's allowed to layer. So if you know, like, if you're messing with edibles, no matter if there's just CBD edibles or whatever, there's a duration of until it works, and then you go for the ride, and then to this. With CBN, you can get, we call it, take the bear down and put the bear to sleep. And that's what a lot of us look into. Now, now it's it's the because it's sort of like i wish i wish in a perfect world dude that the stuff that i have access to which is slowly coming out but it's just more of a learned thing so i would do your education because i know they even in canada the way that dude my cousin lives in waterloo he sends me pictures of the shit that he goes dude how can i not order four ounces of this shit at 100 bucks an ounce and i've smoked the shit that he gets and it's not bad but the RSOs and all the medicines. So I would look into CBN. I'm sure a, a credible company over there 
you know, um, I know Africa because they're out of Leamington and I know the owners, like whatever different companies like that, you look into it. But I would look into the CBN for sleep. I will look for that. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, man. Well, I, I mean, I, I just want to say this, though. Like, I mean, four Stanley Cups in Detroit. I mean, uh, just the way things went and your timing and your goals and your overtime winners and, you know, and, and then uh, you were injured and there was the, the little Calgary stint, but you're back in 08 and boom, win another cup. Like, I mean. Uh, it takes a lot of people to win a cup. It ain't one person. And, I mean, I respect Stevie Y, man. But, I mean, I got to say, like, you, you know, you must have been definitely a key to those four cups, man. Well, I mean, I think that when all you have to do is listen to the other people talk. Like, when, when we all talk about the team, we all talk about, not our part, what it was about. And I've heard enough of my teammates, you know, talk about, how much I'm a priest. That's the one thing, right? Why, why I would go out there and whether I wanted to or not fight whoever is because I didn't want them to. And because they respected that. And I always knew how much I was appreciated by my teammates. So that's why you go to the wall, even coming back in 08, I used to always joke with Kenny Holland. You haven't won a cup since 55 without me in the lineup. You need to give me a tryout. Made him, you know, made him look smart. Now, now we're on the kick because Drake's drafted us, which by the way, side note, I got to give props to Chris Draper because the only thing I'm really jealous of him about, because we have the same amount of cups and a lot of same experience is that he and his kid put themselves both in the position as director of amateur scouting and to get drafted that he was able to draft his kids. So just like I told Kenny Holland, he hasn't had a Draper in the lineup since uh, to win a cup, you know, since 55. So maybe that when Keenan Draper, he'll make that splash and, three or four years and there's the answer. So something to, something to chew on. I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love that. Hey, did the, the Stanley Cup ever make it to a tomato field? Fuck yeah. Ask trees. <laughs> Ask trees. Telling us about uh, you guys throwing Mike a Impen's back. Mike Impen's backyard. That was 97. That was the most fun part we had because I had the hitmen, you know, who were responsible for my music career probably um getting the balls you know letting me uh go and uh raid their stage when i was home from junior and all that stuff at the sea cliff back in the day so that was so much fun just to be able to have it at the bush party and and everybody you grew up with and hang out with and yeah shout out to my boy trees there and you know which is by the way which i tell everybody don't tell me what tell me who because if it's the right people that get to know you and i don't know what the fuck I'm going to have to have a word with Trees because he fucking gave Tony the tool, goddamn my digits. So I understand because he's buddies with you guys. I didn't know you guys before, so now I understand what it is. And Trees will fill me in what a tool fucking Tony is, and then we'll all be screwed. It's yeah. funny how he loves the Leaf fans now. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Dude, yeah, bro, what's going on is, can you not have some fucking compassion, bro? Now we look like we're better as Lions fans because they just canned the fucking Quinn Patricia. We're at least at least at par with fucking Toronto right now. Who's going to win a fucking Super Bowl or a fucking cop? I mean, you can't even go with me, dude. I'm not going to be. 
None of us are going to be alive for him to win fucking four cups, let alone five. So, fuck, can you just give a fucking Maple Leaf fan a hug today when they're fucking being nice? Fuck, Tony, that's why, bro. The Maple Leafs have a better shot at winning the Super Bowl than, than the Lions do. <laughs> Yeah, that's unfortunate. I don't know now, bro. Patricia, too, man. I don't know like now, bro. I don't know now, bro. At least they're gonna hire somebody new. Yeah, but we you say guys are, you guys are close. He's a coach, man. I, I, you guys I, are close. Hockey, but I'm just saying it's. When's the last time you guys were at the finals? And I don't mean the conference finals. I mean the Stanley Cup finals. Playing for that big Stanley. So you haven't even been in the building with Stanley in the building. Okay, okay, I was just wondering. Yeah. I have. No. <laughs> but anyway, I went to the hockey. We talk game. facts. Uh, hey, D Mac, I always say enjoy my truth. I'm just spitting facts, bro. You could be like some girls I know that just don't like the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, so epic chirps. We're going to go right there, man. Because last time we were talking, you told us the uh, Shani Avery chirp, and you got to give us that one again because that was fantastic. But then, I mean, I'm sure you got a couple others. Well, that was the, the – everybody knows Sean Avery run his mouth and stuff like that. So, when he got traded from Detroit to L.A., we played there about a week or two later. And when you walk to the dressing rooms, there's a back, uh, a back alley. There's a back alley, back, bro, whatever like that. And it, there's a back entrance to the medical room and the for the wings and then the medical room for L.A. Well, Bud Trust was standing back there and Sean peeks his head in to say hi. And there's me and Shani and Drapes and Stevie and – you know, just saying, how's it going? It's not whatever. So game goes on, and Sean's one of those players that, you know, forgot that, you know, that there's, like, etiquette in, in certain ways and comes up. And I always used to sit between the benches. And so he comes off, and Shaney's coming off. And he this turns is when he's playing for L.A., right? Avery. Yeah, Sean Avery's playing for L.A. Right. Because he'd been traded. And he's Brendan Shanahan's playing for us. Shani's coming off for a trade, and, and Sean goes, ah, fucking Shani, fucking Scotty's this, Scotty's that. Says something about, about you know, about his, about, you know, shit that he shouldn't have said and whatever like this, and and uh, and right in front of it. And Shani stops in his tracks, and he goes, Sean, Sean, were you just not in our dressing room, in the medical room, before the game, telling us, that Terry Murray, your coach, could suck your cock. All the rest of your teammates were fucking bunch of fags and that you hated it there. And then it was the biggest bunch of friggin' assholes you ever met in your life and you hated all of them. Shut up, Sean. And they got the thing and Avery <laughs> slinkered on or whatever. Don't know what it went from there. The other funny one was, God rest his soul, Sean Burr. Played with Sean Burr. We used to call him, Proby used to call him Skippy. Because he used to talk. So he used to chirp, chirp, chirp. He used to run around and hit guys. And then Proby or Joey do the fighting for him. So the one night he's running around. We're in St. Louis. And the face-off's in front of the bench. And Kelly Chase, the tough guy for St. Louis, comes out. And he hits Chase. And he goes, or Chase hits Burr. And he goes, we're going shut Burr. Puck drops. We're fighting. Burr's, he goes, no, we're not. He goes, fuck you, Burr. Come on. Puck drops. We're fighting. He goes, Burr's, he looks at him. He goes, no, I'm fighting you. He goes, fuck you. Chase is all pissed off. He goes, if that puck drops, you're going to fight me or I'm going to fucking fight you after the game at the bar. 
Burr looks right at Chase. He goes, no, that'll never happen. He goes, fuck you, Burr, why? He goes, I don't hang out at gay bars. It's in front of the bench. So both, the linesman can't drop the puck. He's laughing. Both teams are laughing whenever Chase takes a penalty. I think we scored on the power play. <laughs> That's great, man. That's fucking hilarious. Hey, your uh, your goal there in '97. Uh, where did those hands come from? That was Bro, you beat one guy. I beat one guy one on one time, one on one. It's all timing. You just gotta you gotta be prepared for that opportunity when it, you never know when it's gonna pop up, right? Mm -hmm. Saved it no, for I, that. I, Dude, I, like, again, like I said before, what do you put in to get out? We lost to 95, 96. I spent a month, both years in Sweden, uh, with 8, 9, 10, 11-year-olds. And no, I wasn't counseling the camp because I was playing in the NHL. I was in the hockey school. In fact, one of the kids I was in there with, his name was Christian Asalius, called the Magic, who I played with in Calgary. He had 30 goals the year I played at Calgary in 05, 06. Oh, wow. He was one of the kids I was dangling my ass. And before each time... Our instructor's name was Thomas Storm, and you'd do this. You'd handle the puck, and you pull it in, push it out, pull it in, push it out as you're skating around warming up. And I tell everybody, the difference between North America and across the pond is that here in practice you're told, you know, get in line, wait your turn, hit the net, stop at the net, don't get hit by the next puck, don't touch the pucks when you're in line. Over there, if you're not touching the puck, then, then you're useless. You're getting in trouble. So you have to pay attention and be stick handling while you're in the corner messing around. That's why the Europeans are so good with their hands. It makes sense. You know, we're too busy worrying about running people over. And they're too busy about sliding through your legs. So, you know, it just so happened that it came to, you know, second period. And I, me, Darren McCarty, it's a line change. But grind line right, winger puck gets stumped into Vladdy, moves it up to Sandstrom. I go through the middle. I know it's one-on-one, -on -one, but I plan. Darren McCarty plans to dump it in. He decides that, no, nope, you're going to be married with you. Next thing I know, I got need him a beat. And I remember going, oh, my God, I got him beat. And out of the corner of my eye, I just see this flash of orange. And I pull it. I'm this far from the net, guys. This far from the net. You know why I scored? Because I said, please don't miss the net. And I get double pirouettes in the corner. Four seven by the Russian judges. That's the whole difference conversation. They're biased to me, though. But I come out of the corner, and then who did I see? The guy that I've been watching on the same Joe Louis Arena ice since I was 10 years old, Steve Eisman. Eyes aside, the dinner sauce. He's looking at me going, what the fuck was that? And he going, ah, ah, ah. And I'm going, well, thank God you don't have to do it again. <laughs> what a goal, though. And I was like, thank God, too. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one, that one, that was insane. It was. Who, who was then, hey, guys, but here's the, here's the, Follow up to that, my first Christmas, my Christmas card every year goes to Eric Lindros, captain of Philly, because he scored with 13 seconds left. With also not only made my goal the cup clinching goal, but it also gave me my Joe Louis Arena favorite memory because I was on the ice with Eisenman, Shanahan, Lindstrom, Constantino for the last faceoff. I was furthest away from the Arnett. When the buzzer went and the streamers came down, the guys left the stands and people are up. It was so loud between blue line and blue line. It was silent. So my memory of the Joe was awesome. Then I smoked Barry LaPointe into the pile and we ended up, Bulldog, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Darren, if, if there was a song that they would play when you scored goals, what song would it be? <laughs> would I score goals? 
Yeah, so instead of the horn going off, they played your music. Oh, like they played the Irish jig for Shanty? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I like that filter, Hey Man, Nice Shot. That one might be a good one. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I said, hey, man, nice shot, because I, that, that also goes to punching people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was coming on the ice, my entrance music would be Vol Beats Call of the Warrior. Hey, you know, are, was, are you uh, on the ice at all, like, like recently or no? Well, obviously not, because as little play. as I fucking have to be, no, bro. <laughs> really, yeah. I'm retired. Hey, drinks. Retired means I don't want to do it anymore. But I'll do anything <laughs> for charity, so I'll skate a few times a year for charity. Nice, fuck yeah. Anybody you want to give a shout out to for charity cause sake? Yeah, absolutely. My the big ones are over here are the Wounded Warrior Project. So it's uh, the, what's really cool about the uh, Detroit chapter of the Wounded Warriors is that uh, there's a bunch of these guys that have uh, served, um, have been injured or mentally or physically and stuff, but use hockey to uh, get back in the game. So uh, grind time with Darren McCarty. We do some sponsorship, make sure they have equipment. They go play in a tournament in Orlando each year. So just a different, a little bit of a way to give back. So look into the, you know, if you're looking to give back, especially like hockey-wise, because these guys just absolutely love the game. And, you know, whether it's uh, – so uh, I, I focus on those guys because I know them personally and, and, you know, they come out and skate with us alumni too sometimes. And it's, it's really cool to see how, you know, how this sport and, and talking to them is like weed to me, you know, it's saved their life because it's given them the camaraderie and, you know, different things. And I, like I tell my son is that your love of hockey and my love of hockey, you know, it, it can, it's, it's not this it doesn't can't be measured the same right but i mean you can love the game just as much as i love the game i believe that that's you know no you know we can all love the game to the best of our ability you know some of us just care more than others and and honestly the this game has given me you know so much um but it is you know what you do is not who you are that's 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 a big thing too so you know, I'm just a kid that, you know, grew up pig pen, dirty kid, you know, before recess on Mount Carmel schools and ran Mill Street School. Ran Mill Street School in seven, eighth grade. Holla, holla, Murata. Oh, boy. Do you guys have anything else for him? Or? I'm good, man. Yeah, it's fantastic, man. I am good. All right. All set, hey man. What'd you get that? What are you gonna Where'd fucking convert that to Braille now? You fucking what'd you learn in the last week? John only how to turn the fucking turn the speaker on, how to record it properly. I just wanna sit back and watch right now. <laughs> I'm just happy I'm getting hurt by a guy who's won the cup for it. That's right. It's beautiful. Oh, I got I got Too one easy. More See, hey, listen. Tony, let me tell you, that's one thing that you understand. Do you know how many levels up? If we were playing a video game, these poor guys, Toronto fans, still can't get off the ground floor. Bro, you and I, I'm hammering you hard because you're like level 59. Like, you're way up there, like, candy crushing it and shit like that. You know, that's when the talk's back and you get, like, some dressing room shit. So, they're still worrying about fucking getting to the finals. You're back in the dressing room getting treated like fucking Iserman. There you go. Like, Iserman treated McCarty. 
I'm just treating you like Stevie treated me, bro, just so you get the feeling. Oh, I love it. Right? That's the samurai sword. <laughs> Kick the dog, pet the dog. So there, All right, good luck, right? guys. Look forward to my last question is, uh, so you, you've got to party with the cup, like, a bunch of times. Who who was, who was had the best party? Well, Mr. and Mrs. Illich's parties are off the hook, bro. They had strip cocktail bowls that were the size of small swimming pools. But uh, the party at, we, like, the post-bar parties in 97, 98, downtown post, you can't replace them. But in 08, Chelly had a pretty good party. Chelly's oh. the godfather. So I will, for the 02 and the 08, I'd probably say Chelly. But Drapes, see, Drapes is sneaky because he'll get that thing and then he'll be on a plane or a helicopter up north and stuff. So Drapes probably has the most stories. Drapes probably has the most pictures throughout the state with the cup at different places. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but hence, that's how you get to be director of amateur scouting. Yeah. So well, thank you very out. much. Uh, <laughs> He's got pictures yeah. <laughs> of something. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Darren. Hey, guys, Especially I don't know if you know that because oh. I don't take the pictures because where I took it, well, we don't take pictures. That's one for <laughs> All right, that'll boy. <laughs> All right, Darren. Thanks a lot, man. All right, guys. Thank Have you. Have a good one. Thank you. All the best. You bet. Right on, man.